Hello, and thanks for joining me. I'm Mark Rico, CEO of Mouth Media Network, and we're committed to keeping you updated on business strategies for dealing with the impact of COVID-19. In this episode, you'll hear from Jason Schulweiss, Head of Brand Partnerships and Integrated Marketing for Morning Brew. Jason will share some important insights on current trends within media and marketing due to the impact of COVID-19, how marketers can authentically connect with consumers, and the importance of brand purpose in the face of this new reality. All right, Jason Schulweis, uh, such a uh, did I did I get that right? Did I did you I nailed it? Right? Thank you. Perfect. I, I'm I'm really uh, pleased that you you've taken the time to join me. Uh, I know that you and your colleagues are running around uh, very busy, like a lot of us, trying to be helpful to uh, all of the people out there that are um, have additional challenges to their business. Uh, and it's a great opportunity to talk to you about uh, another end of it. The the communication end of it, the marketing end of it, uh, the information end of it. Uh, maybe we could start with this. Um, obviously, uh, Morning Brew is uh, a media company that helps make business news better. Could you talk a little bit about what your, how you viewed your mission the day before COVID-19 was, say, a thing? And, and and how you may have seen that, if at all, adjust now? Absolutely. Um, so, I, you know, I think the the mission in terms of the way that we approach the market, the way that we can approach our audience, which we yeah. refer to as the modern business leader, um, yeah. which was, you know, intentionally much more of a psychographic than a demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, but our, our, our reason for being has always been to provide them with, you know, content that is engaging and accessible and witty and informative and conversational. And the world was incredibly complex uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and is even, you know, it is even more complex now. And so, you know, when it when it comes to how we when we look at our our mission, um, you know, that that hasn't changed. I think some of the the content has started to change a little bit. And that's I think, you know, one such example is um, we produced a uh, like a work from home and you know guide to living your best quarantined life, um, and it is full of just the most incredible links and resources to help uh, modern business leaders and and everyone really um, you know not not necessarily not go stir crazy but to make the most of or the best of a not so great situation. And so um, it's you know morninggrew.com/wfh. Um, and we're constantly updating it every day with, uh, you know, friends of Morning Brew, industry experts, psychologists, doctors, everything, hopefully that anyone could need, you know, in one place um, that kind of follows that same Morning Brew tone and voice. And so, you know, whether that's serving newsletters that, you know, deconstructs now, you know, not just what's going on with the pandemic, but how, you know, the pandemic is now affecting business and markets and finance. Um, you know, or even we're doing like pop-up podcasts that complement the weekly podcast right. uh, schedule that is, you know, we've had, uh, you know, downtown Josh Brown on and we've had, you know, someone today talking about how, like the impact of, um, uh, you know, social networks um, and what their, 
you know, roles and responsibilities could, you know, are in a time like this uh, when information is flying everywhere. Cool. Thank you. So now over the last four years, you have grown from an email digest to some, I don't know, over 2 million obsessed users across many different industries, different mediums. You've got probably close to 200 brand partners, I would imagine, and fairly robust revenue. With all of that happening, I would imagine you've really gotten a sense of what's happening out there with brands and marketers having to pivot to prioritize bridging a deeper connection with consumers, uh, such as tapping alternate channels like newsletters. Uh, Do you think you could share some thoughts on trends within media and marketing that have resulted from the impact of COVID-19 and maybe a little bit on how marketers can really authentically connect with consumers uh, and why brand purpose may matter now more than ever? Absolutely. It has accelerated um, what I believe has actually been the trend over the last, call it decade. Um, So 10 years ago, um, you know, I was actually at, you know, Yahoo at the time, and we were selling the idea of destination, right? Like people would go to the Yahoo homepage, um, hundreds of millions of people would go and we would be able to sell that for hundreds of thousands of dollars every day. Um, Where where else would you want to be? There's all this. It was the homepage, right? It was, it was your home. It was the homepage of the internet. Um, and then there were a new, this kind of like the called like the old guard of new media at this point started to pop up, like, you know, the Thrillists, the Voxes, the BuzzFeeds and like that cohort, um, you know, try to do the same, you know, realize now that in this increasingly fragmented, you know, space that they needed to find a new way to get, you know, either people to their content or their content to the people. Um, And that was kind of like the the era of distribution. Um, And I think we're finally now to a point you know, for the last couple of years, really, where it's more of like this era of delivery, where if you look at newsletters and podcasts as well, both of those mediums rely on endemic uh, and very natural behaviors. Like you're not, you don't have to have someone go to do something else. Like email and a podcast app are come on your phone the moment that you open it. And so in terms of, you know, us leveraging that technology as a way to get our message to, you know, readers on a very regular basis. It's, it's very, you know, low lift. Um, and it's, it's really such a personal one-to-one kind of connection and feeling. And I would say with brands, they're starting to see that too. And I think that's why, you know, the, the email and newsletter space has, there has been this rising tide over the last couple of years. And I, I don't, I mean, I may be a little biased here, but I don't necessarily see that slowing um, because email behavior and podcast behavior is, you know, is only going Mm -hmm. to continue to rise. And, you know, brands see that as a way to work with bigger, bigger consumer brand might, you know, look at now us a media brand, and I call it kind of like direct to consumer media, um, you know, as a way to, to really partner and work on their tone and messaging and have that align with. Uh, you know, a, a methodology that, um, and just way of doing things that we, we've seen work. And, um, you know, our, our partners really come to us because, you know, we, we've seen such amazing success in the space. 
So let me touch on two what I think are elephants in the room related to this topic. The first is uh, has to do with money. So there's a lot of businesses right now they're they're forced to tighten their belts. There there's maybe less sales. Uh, they're having to lay off people. They're trying to you know tread water a little bit or make sure that they can still deliver to shareholders, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. How do you have any insights at this point, uh, especially? given the still fairly unpredictable path forward in terms of the business climate, uh, how companies can be thinking about marketing from a cost-effective standpoint, maybe get the most bang for their buck right now if they don't have the ability to go wide? Absolutely. So the, you know, the, the first part of what you were talking about is, has been like a very interesting um, sociological thing, I think, to, to be living through. Um, sure. You know, in in running in running the kind of the business side of of a, a media company, but the you know if if you separate, and I understand that they're they're intertwined, but if you separate the pandemic from the markets right now, the pandemic, um, you know, the initial effect of that was any company that has production, distribution, supply chain that is not localized was affected. Now, of course. On the market side, that you know, the pandemic has, of course, accelerated the um, kind of the, the market going down in a very drastic way. Mm-hmm. That has in turn affected marketing budgets and decisions. Um, that has it's not the best environment. And, and let's not let's not forget the human factor here too. By the way, here's the thing: this is not happening to other people. It's happening to all of us, which means that every business owner, in addition to being concerned about their business and their employees and every and and their own fortune, they're genuinely scared for their own themselves and their own family. And just the process of even trying to save their business may endanger their own life as they go and do the things they need to do. It, the, that yeah, affects decision-making. It affects, it affects spending and decision-making. A hundred percent. It's um, there is like, there is so much psychology there. And, you know, the, the second part of your point is, you know, in terms of how conversations are happening right now, it is, the only way that you can approach it is through this lens of empathy and humanity that, you know, we're all in this together. Um, and I think through, you know, the last couple of weeks, it started out very, very hard. Um, and having a lot of these conversations out in market, it has gotten, um, I'll call I'll say easier, but that's not because the what's going on is has gotten any better. Um, but there has been a bit of normalization, like a normalization effect. Um, but I think there is also a, a budding camaraderie and that empathy and humanity component where, you know, people are trying to help other people. Businesses are trying to help other businesses. Businesses are trying to help people much more so. Right. Um, and, you know, one of the things that you mentioned before when it comes to like, you know, brand's purpose um, and what a lot of that means, I think now is the time. And if you look at like LVMH, um, you know, completely, you know, pivoting and helping to create sanitizing gel, or I think it was uh, maybe GM is trying to make ventilators, like right. that type of brand purpose talk that has been, you know, over the, called the last five years has been growing in volume. Um, now is the time where a lot of these companies and big brands um, are 
are seizing that moment and participating and really being additive to society. Um, and I think it, there's something that's that's really moving about that. This was the other elephant in the room to me that you've sort of gotten to there. And that is, you know, all these companies, like you're talking about GM, you know, uh, LVMH turning a perfume factories into making hand sanitizer, breweries doing the same thing and so yep. forth. And uh, every, and by the way, there's going to be much more now that the federal government has, is mandating this sort of wartime commandeering of manufacturing. Is it too opportunistic? to point to your decisions and the ways that you can contribute. That's sort of part A of the question. Okay. Um, you know, who gets to do that? Um, and, and, and is it too opportunistic? Is it wrong? Is it too much of an opportunity to backfire? And then the second question, part B is, how early to the party do you have to be to do that and have it work? Instead of being late to the party and going, well, this is what everybody's doing. I guess I better do it. And then it sort of backfires for you. And maybe you sink too much into the, the background. Um, so let me, can I ask you, can I ask you a philosophical question? Anytime. Always. Is, is an act altruistic if you find joy in doing it? No matter when you do it. Yes. Okay. So even if you're getting something from it. But there's a difference between doing it and running around bragging about it to grow your business. And I'm not saying you shouldn't tell people. You might as well. You're in survival mode. Yes. But when, when does it – when is there diminishing returns on it? When does it turn negative for you? Or yeah. let me rephrase the question so it's more productive rather than us getting into like a philosophical discussion. What would you recommend – that a business do as they think about the timing of whatever marketing and brand positioning they do about their altruistic efforts in helping the cause here. To what degree they talk about it, to what degree they advertise about it, and even how they choose what they do to know what brand messaging can come out of that. Because for me, if I may continue just for a moment, Please. I'm thinking of LVMH. If LVMH makes hand sanitizer that, oh, also smells amazing, mm -hmm. what, as as a company that is one of their things, they make, you know, scent products, uh, not only do they get a lot of bang out of the buck from an altruistic standpoint, they can demonstrate how amazing they are at making anything smell good. Just by doing that, that's a massive marketing play for them, even if their intent was just to do something productive. True. Um, oh, man, I'm going to try to distill. I have so many thoughts. Okay, I'm going to try good. to distill. Awesome. Go, go for it. The floor uh, is yours. So with, so with an example like LVMH, if I don't know how that initial story got out, it was not, to my knowledge, something that they put money behind in terms of marketing. Okay. So I think when you do good things, especially in negative environments, let's just call them, that when someone gets – someone meaning literally anyone because 
you know, platforms like Twitter have given everyone a voice that can be amplified globally in a matter of minutes, less. Um, and so as these kinds of stories do get out there, um, I think these the brands are probably hoping that they will get picked up and shared. I, I think it starts to cross a line if they're actively pushing marketing behind it. And I, I want to say it was maybe Grubhub that just got called out for their, um, they had a big like $100 million um, program that was supposed to help a lot of the, um, against the fees that they would charge against mm -hmm. um, their restaurants. But apparently like, and, and again, I, I have to actually look back now to confirm one way or the other, but I was seeing some chatter around the fact that, um, you know, that, that was not necessarily purely altruistic um, and that there was uh, kind of like a, a back end of that where the restaurants might need to pay it back. Um, and so I think that just kind of goes to show that, you know, the initial story is something that like got picked up and passed around, but it's, you know, kind of incumbent on, on us, uh, you know, as, as educated consumers to, to do a little bit more sniffing um, and to see, or to try to see perhaps the motives behind the actions. You know, I think uh, from the LVMH perspective and others, like a, a lot of these companies have, you know, PR and comms and and brand people that help share the story. Um, and candidly, that is a feel good story. Like, you know, I read that and I was like, this is awesome. I yeah. don't like it almost it trumped caring if to the degree to like that their brand benefits from it, because the the good to society, especially at this time like to me outweighs whatever the negative would be in terms of like a brand doing it from like a, you know, self-fulfilling, you know, marketing prophecy. Interesting. You say that. Cause the first thing that, that I thought about is there's been some brands out there and I think, I think it's still good that they did this, but who have put out these letters publicly that are um, visually crafted mm -hmm about their thoughts on uh, what their company is going to be doing and, and a message to their employees and their customers. And then they put them out through social media on like a, a several pages of it. Have you seen some of these things? I have seen so many of those things. And I, I have to admit that I don't assume that my opinion on this is what most people share necessarily, but I'm kind of uh, in both camps on this a little bit. On the one hand, I appreciate that they did, and it's good they're communicating, and they need to do something. On the other hand, the highly stylized way in which it's done feels opportunistic to me a little bit, especially when I start to see a line of them happening. I don't know, even know if I had a question as much as uh, any thoughts on that. Yeah, I um I've seen a lot of those, um, and even the the number of email, like every single email that I had in my personal email, you know, over the last week, has been from brands, uh, restaurants, any any single entity that has my email has sent me an email, um, you know, responding to COVID nineteen, um, yeah. and you know, some of them I I did read and am appreciative of and. Like, 
you know, I actually, I appreciated a lot of the news around Delta, for example, like I'm a very loyal Delta flyer. Um, and I, I appreciated the way that they not only talked to their consumers, but even their CEO, Ed Bastian, you know, talking about how he's reducing his salary and all those things. Now, take, we don't need to talk about the, you know, the, the, the bailout, the potential bailout and what, you know, airlines necessarily have been doing with their, you know, revenues and profits and things of that nature. But, you know, just taking the, the messaging, um, you know, at, at face value is something that I appreciated. Um, and so, you know, it did stand out to me. Um, in terms of the stylized component, um, I see both, I see both sides. Like I see it as it could be something that's opportunistic, but it is also a way to show that there was thought and care, you know, that was, that was put into crafting that okay. message from the words and how it's portrayed. Um, and especially that if you think sense. about, you know, if you think about those types of things as a company or a brand's identity and collateral in a, um, you know, almost like a time capsule that like, this is very much a moment in time. This, this piece of communication that you're giving to your employees, that you're giving to your customers is something that like will live forever. Like this time is when people say unprecedented, like that's, you know, I feel like that's what we're talking about is, yeah. that, you know, everything that you do in this time, like will define you will define your brand, oh, will define yeah. your team. Like there is so much of that. And so, you know, the flip side is that if it were just text or if they didn't say anything, like there is a, there's a downside to that too. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know that there's necessarily a, like a hundred percent right thing to do. And I don't know that it's necessarily yeah. like a wrong thing to do. Like there is no playbook for what we're operating in currently. So it's, uh, it's definitely, I mean, it, it's very interesting to watch and uh, discuss. Well, you, you know, it's funny you bring that up because, you know, saying that there's no playbook when, when we're actually in an episode of a series that's about providing a playbook because we're, we are in somewhat uncharted territory here because I never before in modern history has, has there been a calamity like this in which we have communicated the way that we do now. And so, you know, we have new discoveries to make and process. You know, it's interesting. You talked about um, there's no playbook because I think about like a brand not communicating. Like my gym, it's mm -hmm. a chain, a well-known chain, chain of gym. And they communicated nothing so far. And that's a place where people can easily transmit disease easily nothing from them for that though it's that's it's not just um like a place where yes it's very easy to you know transmit um you know this particular virus and disease right it's um it's also a community you would yes. think like if you see the same people that you go every that, time you know your trainers like you yep so it's it's that's that to me is like a weird uh, decision or non-decision on multiple levels Right. So on their site, all they have is uh, we're we're offering virtual classes, but they didn't reach out with this information. And there's nothing on their site that's like, here's tips to, you know, protect yourself in our gym or anything like that. Right. And it surprised me 
But it, I also had to allow in my head the possibility that they may be saying, look, this is really dangerous for us. Um, we need to communicate that it's business as usual mm-hmm. and not alarm people. So we're going to provide an alternative. It's very likely they made that decision internally. And it's not just that they were disassociated. And I realized that it comes back to something that we hinted at earlier that maybe we want to unpack more now. And that is authenticity of a brand. There's that word, but thinking about what step you take right now, that's going to live, like you said, very brilliantly in a time capsule in a way um, that it, what you do is authentic to the way your brand has behaved and does behave. Mm -hmm. And if you depart too far from that, it may seem inauthentic and be read the wrong way. It's, I mean, it's true, but, you know, I think it was like one of the first things that we started talking about is, you know, how, like from a morning brew perspective, how we've, we've been in market talking about ourselves and how we're doing it now. Um, You know, I, I hope that many brands, like they have a, you know, a thread that can live kind of before and after, um, you know, as, as they work to figure out what authentic means now, um, you know, in this context. And I, I think a lot of that, you know, to, to another point that we were talking about earlier, like, you know, it comes down to a lot of just empathy and humanity and understanding that we're all in this together. And as I think, as long as you, you know, lead with that and you're upfront with that, it, it, it will do a lot more to guide your thinking than if you're purely thinking like outcome first, you know, which I think is how most marketers, um, you know, are, are trained to think is like, what do I want my outcome to be? But I think, you know, you, you need to kind of work both ends. Like I know what my outcome needs to be, but I also know that no matter what, like I need to be communicating in a way that is sensitive and um, acknowledging of this time that we're in. You know, there's <laughs> every business leader right now, no matter how savvy and experienced they are, they don't know, they may not even know where their next footstep is going to be until they put it down. And, and they're still sort of figuring out as it goes, it's really easy to make a mistake, number one. And it's hard to think ahead, especially if you're doing a marketing plan, you know, there's, there may be printing involved or recording something or filming something or whatever. And how do you think ahead when tomorrow the world may be different? So, there's a lot of different ways that a company sort of communicates internally, externally, then it goes to brand messaging and marketing um, assets and so forth. So I guess my question is, how can a company be thinking about the way it's putting its message out there that has as little chance of being a misstep as possible? Absolutely. Um, and so I, I'll actually break that into into two, one being from a brand messaging component and one being from, you know, when you talk about business leaders and how, um, you know, how okay. they can respond to the Perfect. market and to uh, their employee base. And I think the first part from, um, you know, a brand messaging perspective and what we've seen now more than ever is that, you know, there, there are right ways and wrong ways to do it. Um, and that, you know, now really coming again from that that sense of we're in this together and you know addressing and acknowledging what's going on so that you're not coming off as you know aloof or dismissive of what's going on um, but at the same time you're not coming off necessarily as opportunistic Um, and so just finding that delicate balance 
is everything. And, you know, we've, we've seen in market a lot of brands that have, you know, wanted to work with us to revise a lot of the messaging that they have. It's still important for them to be talking to consumers, um, but, uh, you know, they need to do so in a different way. Um, you know, when it comes to a business leader uh, and leadership standpoint, something that, uh, that I've really come to internalize um, and kind of preach to, you know, my direct reports and team is this idea of, especially now, when communicating to always make sure that you are clear, calm, consistent, uh, and collaborative. The four C's. The four C's. I think there. I think we could throw in. I think we could tag on a couple more C's um, if we. Uh, That's right. If, if we if we wanted, but um, I I I like those a lot. Did you ever see the movie Mr. Mom? Yes. There's a scene in there that has to do with selling schooner tuna. And the whole ad campaign ends up being the president of Schooner Tuna talking about how we're all in this together. And until we get through this economic crisis or whatever, they're going to reduce their tuna to whatever sense it can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've, I've been thinking about that ad and that movie and how much it reflects the kind of flag waving patriotism or community belonging that a lot of these, a lot of brands are having. And they, they, maybe they should look at that scene in that movie as a, you know, a a sort of exaggerated example of where they want to aim. Yeah. I will, um, I will have to go back and rewatch that and perhaps share that with, uh, with some folks. (laughs) There you go. All right. Final question, Jason, if uh, we talked a lot, uh, covered a lot of ground here, I know we could cover more. Uh, if right now someone had a playbook that they were using to get through their, you know, the ups and downs of their business right now, trying to make their business survive, thrive, succeed, get through this moment in time and the new normal with COVID-19 and everything that's come with it and Mm -hmm. that will come with it. And they turned to the page that had to do with, um, marketing, branding, communication, all the things that, uh, you, and Morning Brew is about, uh, and what this discussion has been about. And you could put one play in that playbook. What would it be? I would say in addition to the uh, the communication framework, because I think that that does apply hugely um, in this type of environment. Is that um, it's strategic yeah. al- strategically aligned and agreed upon and all that? Exactly. But just making sure the way, you know, the way in which that you approach everything is in a way that is calm, clear, consistent, and collaborative is, is probably the, the number one thing, um, that I could, you know, impart on whomever, uh, you know, whomever, whoever listens and, and decides to take a, take our advice here. Um, the, if I could give maybe a, a quick second, you know, to not, not forget again, that like we are all in this together, um, and that being, um, you know, a being intellectually curious and a student about right now about your business and talking to as many people as you can and reading about as much as you can, being able to develop enough of an experience skill set and a knowledge set so that you can react the right way, so that your instincts are honed and that you can respond the right way in terms of like when you actually have a second to plan. Um, is is everything 
let's not forget that Morning Brew has a, a wonderful resource uh, that they're offering to people at this time. Rem- remind us what that is. Absolutely. It's um, so the the title is um, you know Morning Brew's Guide to Living Your Best Quarantine Life, but it is effectively a kind of a both working from home and living from home uh, guide and resource, um, and it's very easily accessible at morningbrew.com/wfh. Let's not forget all business leaders are human. They, they, they have their own issues. They need to be psychologically strong and their best selves to be able to lead through this effectively. Just like every new mom needs sleep, even though she doesn't think she's got time. She can be a better mother by taking care of herself. You'd be a better father taking care of yourself. You'd be a better business leader taking care of yourself. So uh, check out that guide. All right. Well, I, I unfortunately, um, but I'm very appreciative. I think that's it for this discussion. Jason Schulweiss, the head of brand partnerships and integrated marketing for the very important Morning Brew. Thank you very much, Jason. It was really great to talk with you and uh, really the best hopes for good health and, and safety for you and your family. Mark, thank you so much. Uh, you as well. I had a great time recording this. I am looking forward to, uh, to, to lunch when we, uh, We can dive into a couple of these things in a little bit more depth. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I hope that you'll take care of yourselves and take care of others. And best of luck with everything going on. Until next time, I'm Mark Rago. Mouth Media Network plays a role in helping businesses grow and succeed. We produce business-to-business podcasts and podcast-formatted internal communication solutions for enterprise brands. While our studio is fully operational, like many, I'm working and recording this from home. In the spirit of we're all in this together, we at Mouth Media assembled some key experts to cover a few important issues business leaders are likely to encounter as a result of the COVID-19 emergency. Please subscribe to Strategy Update COVID-19 Business Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you hear the best podcasts for succeeding in your business. This podcast is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. The opinions heard may not necessarily represent those held by Mouth Media Network, open source business, or anyone associated. This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business.